0: For 25 years, we have been Indiana's business news leader. This is IBJ Media's Inside Indiana Business with Gary Dick. Presented by Elevate Ventures and Indiana University. Indiana's capital city on the move. Massive investments, big events in the pipeline, and a changing skyline all on the horizon. We'll check in on the state of downtown Indianapolis. The Mellencamp name entering the world of whiskey. John Mellencamp's son, HUD, on their partnership with another Southern Indiana Spirits brand, and the role Hoosier farmers are playing in bringing it to life. And a made-in-Indiana healthy snack hitting the market, the Evansville connection to chicken-based chips.
1: Hello and welcome to inside Indiana business. I'm Gary Dick downtown at the crossroads in the crossroads of America battered by the pandemic and two nights of rioting. Three years ago, downtown Indianapolis has been somewhat slow to recover to its once vibrant self, but there's reason to believe that may be changing with some $2 billion in projects either underway or on the drawing board. Stand to change the skyline and perhaps the course of the center city. What is the state of downtown? For some answers, let's go to downtown Indianapolis in Monument Circle, where we're joined by downtown Indy CEO Taylor Schaefer. Taylor, thanks for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. Uh, Okay,
1: there's been a lot of focus on downtown, some challenging times these last few years. Uh, People with questions is downtown on the way back coming back. How do you answer those who question whether or not downtown Indianapolis is back?
2: I think it's hard to spend time in downtown and not feel uh, a renewed sense of energy, a renewed sense of vibrancy, uh, an increase in the number of workers that are spending their days here in downtown, uh, as well as a, a real energy and momentum around public spaces and new developments, uh, the arts and entertainment industries that call downtown home, as well as the convention business that continues to really uh, be part of the heartbeat of our Mile Square. All of those components together, uh, I think, give us a lot of reason to be optimistic about the future of downtown.
1: You held late in the week, you held uh, your annual state of downtown and and presented some numbers and some some facts to kind of back that up. You mentioned getting people back downtown. That's certainly one key element there. Offices, uh, because of the pandemic, became uh, deserted, essentially, in, in many cities. Do you see office workers, do you see that beginning to come back?
2: We do. We track really closely office visits so that it's not just how many offices are utilizing their space, but how many times workers are coming into the office in a given period of time, which I think is all the more important knowing the flexibility that so many companies are offering uh, with a three or four day work week instead of a five day in office work week. And to date, we've seen nearly 14 million office uh, visits into our downtown. That is a market increase from the last several years, almost a 70 percent increase since 2021, and we expect those numbers to really only continue to grow uh, moving forward.
1: I know the cleanliness and the safety downtown are big issues uh, as well. That I know you talk about uh, talked about at the state of downtown Indy. What is happening on those fronts?
2: we are leveraging more than three and a half million dollars uh, from the city of indianapolis in one-time federal funds to focus on how downtown feels uh, we want to ensure that whether it's a resident office worker or a visitor that they're having an experience in downtown that is positive with spaces that feel cared for that feel safe and feel vibrant uh, we have seven day a week operations happening across the mile square with additional foot and bike patrols from impd with seven-day-a-week cleaning shifts, with everything from power washing sidewalks to removing graffiti, uh, picking up litter and engaging in beautification projects with our clean team. And we we understand that a a 365-day-a-year downtown, not just one that is activated around big events, but one that feels welcoming and engaging uh, all year round, requires that level of care.
1: Taylor, is this a tipping point in, in your view, $2 billion in projects, the 40-story Signia by Hilton Hotel on Pan Am Plaza, expansion of the convention center, the Elanco campus, Indy 11, that stadium, which is a much bigger project than just the stadium. Is this a tipping point, do you think, for, for downtown Indianapolis?
2: Well, and I would even say, Gary, that if you zoom out a little further and you think about the entire regional center, you're talking something closer to nine billion dollars in projects. I think that I think that signifies a real desire to continue to invest in downtown, as well as what could be some of the most transformational years in our downtown's history.
1: Hey, very quickly, we're out of time, but i got to ask you, uh, your take, can we expect something on Circle Center, on the future of Circle Center? Soon, I've been hearing uh, for a long time now, any time we're going to hear something.
2: I think that's exactly right. I think there are several of those really major sites that we all have our eyes on that at any given point we're going to have some major news coming out of uh, that really has the potential to be a part of that broader narrative of transformation.
1: Taylor Schaefer, the CEO of Downtown Indy, really appreciate you taking the time uh, to talk today. lot's going on in Downtown Indianapolis. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you, Gary. Well, another big event on the way to Crooked Stick Golf Club in Carmel. It will host the U.S. Senior Open in 2028. It will be the second time in about 20 years that Crooked Stick will have hosted the Senior Open. It will also be the seventh United States Golf Association event hosted at the Die Design Course which also hosted the 1991 PGA Championship, won by John Daly. Well, chips made from chicken. Next, we head to Evansville to get the skinny on what's fueling growth for a low-carb pizza crust maker, now making a big mark in the snack industry.
3: Hello, everybody. This
1: is Dan Elsner reporting from the president's office at Marion University, and I say with... Full enthusiasm and congratulations. Way to go, Gary Dick. 25 years. You not only have been an excellent reporter and informed people, but you created a whole new sector in news around economic development, economic literacy, and helping other leaders like myself and all over the state connect with the developments in our state. You've made a tremendous contribution, and I look forward to the next 25 years. Eli Lilly and company expanding its investment in clean energy. Lilly says it is spending about $10 million to install solar panels at the Lilly Corporate Center in downtown Indianapolis and the Lilly Technology Center on the near west side. The solar structure is expected to generate enough energy to power 360 homes and will help the company reduce its carbon footprint. Sixteen Tech, the Innovation District on Indy's near northwest side, is embarking on plans for its next phase of development. The IBJ reporting pre-leasing already underway for two new buildings, Waterway Labs, slated for development by Denver-based NextCore, and the Indy Sports and Health Innovation Center. No timelines have been set for construction. Well, there's only one brand of chips on the market with zero carbs, and they're made right here in Indiana. Business of Health reporter Kylie Valletta tells us about this latest snack option from an Evansville startup, Kylie.
4: That's right. No one wants to eat celery at snack time. We all want (laughs) something delicious to eat for pleasure. Evansville-based Zero Carb Life says snackers can now have the best of both worlds, the great taste of potato chips with a dose of nutrition. The chips recently hit store shelves at all 16 Indiana Fresh Time locations and can also be ordered on their website zero carb life took its first bite out of the market in 2020 with zero carb pizza crust followed by low carb frozen pizza all of its products are manufactured in elkhart county life chips are also high in protein 14 grams per serving because just like the pizza crust they're made from 100 percent chicken breast zero carb life co-founder and ceo omar atiyah says it has a ton of growth on tap After $5 million in seed funding, a Series A raise is on tap for next year. And the startup is negotiating right now with the biggest food conglomerate in Saudi Arabia to produce and sell its products in the Middle East.
5: I'm honestly most excited about being uh, the next big exit for the state of Indiana. I'm not saying that just because you're inside Indiana business. I really am proud and, and excited and happy that we brought, number one, we brought talent from outside the state to the state. We've garnered and leveraged amazing talent that exists in the state to kind of showcase that, that that that's the case. You know, when you have a big exit, each individual then goes off and does what they're most passionate about and brings talent and brings cash and brings other things to grow entrepreneurship around them. And I believe we're going to be that group.
4: Atia says the company wants snackers to get the same joy and dopamine hit from eating life chips as traditional junk food, but without the guilt. Its pizza products are available in much of the country, and the startup wants to achieve that same footprint with the chips. Indianapolis-based startup Arrive, leveraging AI and automation to help labs and hospitals ship and receive sensitive samples while saving money. Arrive says its mailbox-as-a-service platform is a high-tech way to expedite lab results, ensure sample security, and it eliminates most of the contamination risks associated with human handling. The company's smart and secure mailboxes provide safe, climate-assisted space for pickups and deliveries of things like prescription drugs, medical tests, and blood samples with access by authorized users only. The mailboxes help to maintain the integrity of the items because they are secure and safe from weather elements.
1: Uh, Omar Atiyah, uh, Zero Carb Life, great story. Evansville-based company, and you mentioned uh, their growing footprint and manufacturing in Elkhart County, so truly an Indiana success story.
4: Absolutely, he says we love Indiana, we want to manufacture in Indiana. They recently invested in the Elkhart County location to make sure it can produce their product for the next two years. They've got a lot of stuff in the pipeline, taco shells, breadcrumbs, uh, zero carb pasta, and then there's a couple secrets they can't tell us about yet.
1: Wow, looking for that next big exit, something to keep an eye (laughs) on. Exactly. Thanks,
4: Kylie.
1: (laughs) Well, two big Indiana names teaming up to wet the whistle of whiskey lovers.
3: This whiskey.
0: That's whiskey?
1: whiskey. Oh the Mellon Camp Hard Truth Partnership, and how they're putting Indiana farmers in the mix. That's when we return. Here's what's making news around Indiana, brought to you by the Indiana Association of Realtors. Indiana's 21,000 realtors, the neighbors you know, the experts you can count on. Well, two of Southern Indiana's biggest names are collaborating on a Hoosier centric product. Designed to delight whiskey fans everywhere. Ron Indiana reporter Mary Rachel Redmond joins us now with more. Mary Rachel. Well, Gary, earlier this
0: week, myself and Chief photographer for Clint Ehrbacher made a trip down south to Nashville, Indiana to see what all the hype surrounding this Mellencamp Whiskey and Hard Truth Distilling Partnership is all about. And what we found two young entrepreneurs and a seasoned whiskey maker creating a product founded in their shared Hoosier roots to benefit Indiana farmers. Good One might just call it a match made in Hoosier heaven, born in a small town.
6: Hud and I grew up together, and um, we've, we've always loved our home state where we come from, Indiana, and we've always had a deep connection with our roots here. I'm an Indiana boy. I grew up in the sticks.
0: Hud Mellencamp, son of yes, that John Mellencamp and his childhood buddy, Levi Collison, had an idea.
6: We've been whiskey guys uh, probably since before we should have been. Whenever we came together and we're having the conversations about starting up a whiskey business, we wanted to look, uh, look towards keeping it very local, working with local farmers. We're sitting around and like, who, who can we start talking to around town? We'd like to start locally and work our way out. We approached multiple um, multiple companies to work with, and we found Hard Truth. Made the connection that Brian and uh, Hud and I all lived within one mile of each other for a long time during uh, Hud and I's youth.
0: That Brian is Brian Smith, master distiller at Hard Truth Hills.
3: When Hud and Levi reached out to us, you know, said that they loved our whiskey, told me about what they were doing and their initiatives, and you know that they really wanted to stick to their Hoosier roots. Um, and they meant it, they weren't just saying it.
6: My original idea was like, can we just buy some of your whiskey and kind of slap a label on it and try this out? And they're like, well, we can do a little bit more than that.
3: I had laid down some whiskey about three and a half years ago in celebration of our farming partners to someday release um, and hopefully give back to the Indiana family farmers. I knew I had this whiskey, and I thought, man, we could maybe do something here.
0: And thus Harvest Rye was born. Okay, I want to try it. Yeah, let's let's do it.
3: Yes. Cheers, guys. Cheers. To Indiana, Cheers.
0: right? To Indiana and to Cheers. our farmers. To our farmers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. That's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's good, a lot of even, even without a chaser, which is not normal for me.
6: Right. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, can yeah. drink
0: that straight. That's pretty it is, it is.
6: For, for being, you know, a 53% alcohol, which is an overproof whiskey, it is. It's, yeah. very, it's very drinkable.
0: So what did Hud's dad, John, think of the final product?
6: John doesn't drink. He hasn't drank since he was 21, but I will say he's tried a couple drops of this, and he said he likes
3: it. It's the one thing you can drink, he said.
0: The legendary singer's original artwork is also featured on the label.
3: There will be four unique whiskeys with four unique labels featuring artwork from John. And once each of these whiskeys gets released to the market in all 22 states that we're in and they get sold, that whiskey won't ever be back. So these are really true collector's pieces, which is really, really fun and delicious whiskey.
0: That it is. Well, you can purchase Harvest Mash Rye, the first of four limited edition whiskeys through December. A portion of the proceeds going to Indiana farmers. Well, staying in southern Indiana, somber news out of Bedford, a building that once represented the heyday of Indiana limestone production and one of the featured landmarks from our Endangered Indiana series in 2020 is no longer. The historic Monon Station destroyed in a fire this month, the cause of the blaze still not known. Regardless, a huge loss for Indiana history and the community of Bedford. Gary?
1: Tough story there, but great story from Brown County. Very interesting. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Mary Rachel. Well, big infrastructure upgrades coming to Cass County thanks to a nearly $2 million grant from the Federal Economic Development Administration. The grant will improve the road at the Cass County Agribusiness Park, making it more accessible to truck traffic. County officials say the project could help create or retain more than 200 jobs and generate nearly $70 million in private investment from businesses already located within that park. Indiana rail line's on track for major investment from the federal government. The state lending nearly $11 million in federal funding for uh, projects uh, aimed at improving rail safety. Most of that money will go toward upgrading the Toledo, Peoria, and Western line. Track and rail crossing improvements also planned on lines between Indianapolis and Louisville. Time now for Eye on Education, Purdue University addressing the teacher shortage in rural areas by launching what is believed to be Indiana's first rural education center. The Purdue Center for Rural Research, Education and Outreach will be run by faculty in the College of Education. The Grow Your Own Teacher Pipeline program provides four years of teacher preparation, including a two-semester student teaching residency offered in partnership with five schools. The center opens this fall and will focus on professional development, diversity, equity, and inclusion. A champion for driving Indiana's business climate and economy forward is our guest on the next Business and Beyond podcast, Kevin Brenniger has been with the Indiana Chamber for some three decades, serving the past 20 years as president and CEO. He'll retire in January and says, one of the biggest challenges facing the state, educating and training the adult workforce. The tax climate, the regulatory climate, et cetera, those things are still important. They're not as important as they were 20 years ago. It's, It's a talent driven economy. And as I've said, we're a lap or two behind. Much more with Indiana Chamber President and CEO Kevin Brenniger on the next Business and Beyond podcast. You can find it beginning Monday at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. Up next, a global guide to snacking in Indiana. We visit all corners of the state and sample everything from donuts to hot dogs. It's this month's Trindiana segment. Well, you don't need a passport or a plane ticket to try some delicious international food, drinks, or desserts in the Hoosier State. Indiana Home to some tasty options from around the world. With more on the best stops around Indiana for international food and drinks, snacks, pleased to be joined by Yelp's Brittany Smith. Uh, Brittany, welcome as always. Great to be with you gary hey this whole uh, uh snacking trend if you will w- really there are signs of this trend that we're seeing all over right
5: so true uh you know it's folks are mixing up the routine they're wanting to try new flavors from even just walking down the potato chip aisle in the grocery store, you'll notice more flavors from around the world to folks ordering snacking subscription boxes each month that come with a different taste of different countries. So folks are really wanting to explore and try new flavors, and you can do that right here in Indiana.
1: And certain, Yeah, Indiana entrepreneurs certainly uh, jumping in on that trend. And you, you're going to give us a statewide tour beginning in Cambridge City out east at uh, Cafe Neo.
5: That's right. We're talking Greek food, luca which are actually... Deep-fried Greek donuts tossed in honey. This business is right off 70, attached to a gas station, so it's a great little pit stop if you want to have a snack and try something new. They're also known for their Greek coffee. And when you try out those donuts, folks really recommend trying it with the honey and walnuts. And the Yelp reviews also talk about they top them with Nutella and peanut butter and blueberry cream cheese. There's a lot of fun ways to have a little afternoon dessert.
1: All right, and uh, next here in Indianapolis is corn's.
5: Yeah. Korean rice hot dog. This is actually located in the new, newly opened Suraga International Grocery Store in Castleton, a standalone business all for Korean rice hot dogs. That's how popular they are. You can specialize in one snack. And if you're new to them, think of it as a hot dog on a stick rolled in like a panko-like breading and then fried and topped with toppings like potatoes or ramen noodles. I'm personally a sucker for the potato dogs. It's a fun way to grab a snack when you're grocery shopping.
1: Let's go to a community now with a big ethnic population in northwest Indiana, East Chicago, and Tania's Latin American Restaurant.
5: Yeah, this is all about the arepas at Tania's. And the minute you walk in the door, you can't help but notice the lively atmosphere, the music, the bright colors. And folks really love their arepas, which are a fun sandwich like filled with lots of different stuffings. Also their lechon, which is Juicy fried pork chunks and their tostones, which if you've never had those, it's lightly salted fried pieces of plantain. You really can't go with wrong any wrong with anything on their menu.
1: Next up, empanadas from Mr. Patacon. That's here in Indianapolis.
5: Yes, yeah, right here on the south side, recently opened by a mother-daughter duo. It's a Colombian restaurant. They have a great menu, specifically want to focus on their empanadas, which are kind of like a pastry turnover filled with savory fillings. The Yelp reviews really love the beef and chicken empanadas, and folks really know just how friendly they are at this business. If you've never had Colombian food, they can help work you through the menu. All
1: right, Brittany, our final stop, Northern Indiana, we'll go to South Bend and La Rosita.
5: Yeah, this one has been around for years in the South Bend community. Folks talk about being loyal fans from childhood to adulthood, and it's all about the mangonadas, which if you've never had it before, it's a Mexican dessert with fresh chunks of mango paired with mango sorbet, some chamoy and tahini. It's very refreshing. Uh, but this spot is also known for their ice cream, paletas, and horchata. So you can really go there and the whole family can find a little sweet treat your
1: day. Who knew all of that? those uh, global treats, snacks around the state of Indiana, some great entrepreneurs as well. Brittany Smith, as always, thank you.
5: Thanks for going on an adventure with me, Gary. All right.
1: Well, that's all the time we have for this week's show. Thanks for joining us. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week. Thank you for listening to the Inside Indiana Business Television podcast. Remember, you can get the latest business news from every corner of the state at InsideIndianaBusiness.com. I'm Gary Dick. Go out and make it a successful week.